Ladies and gentlemen, coaches of all ages, welcome to the Rockstar Coaching Show, the number one podcast to help you live long and strong. Grab your avocado, put your horns up, and prepare to rock and with your Hey everybody, it's time for another episode of the Rockstar Coaching Show. I'm joined by my co-hosts. Coach Christian. In the house. DG in the place to be. Yes, all right. So the three of us are here to talk about HIT training, all right? HIT is short for High Intensity Interval Training, and we want to help you to just debunk any myths and we want to give you the hard truths because we know that there's been some some fibs some lies some um some things pushed out there there's false beliefs behind it that are not true and we want to kind of just shatter all that so first of all what is hit training used for the best thing it's used for is for fat loss all right study after study comes out that says it's the best form of training for fat loss and that's why we use it at fit body boot camp with just our 30 minute sessions um, what exactly happens during a hit, a hit workout? Um, you're coming into the workout. Hopefully, you've done everything you need to to bring a lot of energy. You work out hard, and then you go into recovery mode. Now, if the coach has done their job and they've put in the right exercises, you should enter what's called the afterburn effect, all right? The science version is called EPOC, all right? Exercise post-oxygen consumption. And that's basically where your body is using a high amount of calories, even when the workout's done. That means you left the gym. And I, I know it's happening when clients tell me, like, Dustin, I just got home. I took a shower, and I'm still sweating. Why? Why? And it's like it's because your heart rate is high still. Your body temperature is high. And your body's still recovering from that workout, even though it's been two or three hours later. Um, and so your, your body is burning a high amount of calories and the studies show from 24 to 36 hours after the workout. So it is the most effective form of training. It's more effective than what's known as LIS, low intensity steady state training, which is where you get on an elliptical or treadmill, you kind of find that good pace and you just can maintain it for 20, 30 minutes. You hit a lot of time, you know, and people can do LIS for 30, 40, 60 minutes but your calorie burn is much slower, specifically your fat calorie burn, all right? Because we do have a mixture of uh, the fat in our body we use from fuel and then glucose stored in our muscle and then, you know, from food. So we want to target fat. High-intensity interval training specifically uses the most amount of fat. LIS will use kind of a combination of glucose and fat. So we're not going to really get into that those fat stores as much as we'd like. So that's kind of just me getting out the sciencey stuff here on the front end. But I want to kind of share some recommendations from the coaches. So Christian, like if a client wanted to lose body fat and they know that they need to do HIT, how many HIT workouts would you prescribe to them a week? Um, honestly, it depends on the, the time frame of the HIT training workout, essentially. Um, it depends on how long they're doing it, what the intervals are looking like. Are they shorter and more intense? Or are they longer with a little bit more recovery? It depends on how much time you have. And honestly, once you dial in that time, are you going to commit to 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, whatever it is that you can handle? But like I said, real high-intensity interval training is supposed to be a little bit shorter, right? Because it requires more intensity. Um, I would say anywhere from 
20 to 30 minutes of high-intensity interval training daily, prescribed anywhere from three to five times a week. It really just depends on what your fitness level is, how you're recovering, and then to top it off, honestly, your body can only handle as much training as you're fueling with nutrition, recovering with sleep, and then hydrating, and yet again, fueling with water intake. So as long as all those other things are good, I would say up to four to five times a week is the most effective, and it's going to put you in your healthiest and strongest shape ever. Yeah, I well, love it. Well, my aha uh, 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 moment was uh, somebody wants somebody like, you want to look like a marathon runner or a sprinter? And I'm like, well, I, I like how sprinter, I mean, you've seen their rip, they're muscular. Yes. And so then you have to, okay, that person or that athlete or that specific training is getting that type of result. What is that training? You go deeper and you dive into it. Obviously nutrition and rest and recovery, but what do they do? They sprint fast for a short period of time and they they probably lift they do lift like that as well so they do high intense you know uh training as well and they they have more muscle mass they burn more fat they're leaner as a as a marathon runner i mean that's definitely difficult and taxing on the body but it's almost like the body's eating itself to sustain the energy level so it's almost you know but that's what that given effect is for that type of working out I don't want to look like that. I yeah. want to be the other way. And I think that's why it's so effective. And us to introduce this to the general public is this is right up their alley. Yeah. They want to burn fat. They want to build muscle and they want to look good. You know, and, and there's and I'm glad you brought that up because I put a post up recently about the three energy systems in our body. We got ADP, lactic acid and then the aerobic. And ADP is what you use for your first 10 seconds of movement. So if you do that sprint, you're tapping into that. The minute you go past 10 seconds, now you're in the lactic acid portion where you're pulling glucose from your muscles and you're, you know, you're going into that next. Once you get beyond two minutes, you enter aerobic. And now it's like a lot more breathing, respiratory, heart, cardiovascular system. You're not using as much body fat so it's like that's why we always hit on that point that running is actually not the best way to lose body fat Mm -hmm. think about it you don't typically get sore usually that first one or two workouts your legs are sore but there's no muscle activation it's your heart rate it's your breathing you're sweating your temperatures up your arms don't get worked your core your legs like all that stuff not in like at least in a deep fashion Mm -hmm. sprinter the reason they're creating muscle like running like yeah how do they get an upper body like they all got big upper bodies they all got big arms they got abs and then they're like they're runners you're like how in the world it's because you're firing so many muscles and are in rapid succession and it's literally like when your your left leg is running and your right arm is up you're firing across your core you're, you're sprinting your arms everything's flexing they're tensing their body and you're firing so many more muscles where, let's face it, a marathoner, they're running so long, they're, they're going to start getting sloppy with their form. Like their, their, their feet is not going to hit a perfect stride every time. Um, and they're not going to really be thinking of firing all their muscles because they're thinking about the distance or the time they got to get to. They're actually trying to preserve. They're just trying to survive where a sprinter's like, I'm going to go all out because I only have to get from here to there, like not a long distance, right? So um, when it comes to frequency, I agree with Christian, like, three, four, maybe five at the most sessions a week. Um, and it really depends on, you know, like you said, style. I think that's the blanket answer when it comes to fitness is it always depends. How much protein should I eat? It depends. How many times should I work out? It right. depends. Right. So that's something that definitely comes into play. But when it comes to um, high-intensity interval training, one thing you want to think about is are you doing a cardio-based one where you are going to sprint, you are going to go all out on an elliptical machine, Or are you doing one that's got some strength component to it? Because in my opinion, one of the best ways to use HIT 
is to do interval full body strength works, you right. know, doing a clean, doing a, a thruster, a, a squat press, um, you know, doing that for a period of time. You know, that's kind of what we do at FBBC. It's like, give me push-ups for 30 seconds and then rest. You know, like that is a very taxing, high calorie burning movement. And then you repeat that two or three times. Like now we're really burning some major calories, burning some major fat, right? And I think one of the one of the game changers as well that we started implementing was the my zone to see that heart rate get spiked and being in with that heart rate that's the most efficient way to get there and when we have that on the screen and a client can look and they can actually track it and then associate that with the results it's just the more information you get on your yourself and your body and how it reacts to that training the more you can dial that in so you can actually really go anywhere and be as efficient as you yeah, want we got all the trackables now all the wearable technology you can get a lot of information on yourself and you can you can definitely see the results from that um and i think that's where you'll see once i get into this area with my heart rate i'm now into this zone where i'm burning a ton of calories you know what i mean um so one thing we should talk about is intervals how how long should you train um you know or, or be in a work period and then how should you go into a rest period um, you know, it could vary. We use a variety of formats at our locations. We do 30 seconds of work, 10 seconds of rest. We do, uh, we do 45 seconds of work, 15 seconds of rest. And by playing with it, it's kind of how we keep getting people results because their body doesn't get conditioned to one, exactly. you know, like interval period. And then, you know, their body adapts. So that's why we mix it up. But, you know, when it comes to what is the best, they actually show that longer rest is better. And that's one of the things we're always trying to talk our clients down from doing because sometimes they'll try to move during the rest periods. Like it's like, all right, guys, rest now. And someone's like, no, I'm going to keep running in place. I don't want to I don't want to rest. I want to burn more calories. And the way I think about it is like a cup of water. When you train, you drain the cup of water. And when you rest, the cup is allowed to fill up and then you train again and then it goes back down. But if you never allow it to fill back up because you're constantly moving or trying to stay busy, you know, in between, then you're not going to get that energy you could. And then your your intensity goes down and then the quality of that hit session goes down. So that's kind of the magic of hit training. It's, it's designed for you to work hard, rest hard, work hard, rest hard. Without the rest, you don't get that energy output. Right. Um, so in terms of intensity, I guess I'll throw this one at Christian. What are some ways to raise intensity? It doesn't always have to be more time. That is one version, going from 30 seconds of work to 45 seconds of work. Actually, you know, I, I believe quite the opposite. Like, you know, intensity is not based on more time. Um, the number one thing, you know, I, I grew up an overweight kid, and I was always on my fitness journey. And there was always, like, like you know, social media is very big right now, and you could just open up any kind of app and get all your fitness information out there. But back when I was really into fitness and really overweight, it was like magazines or there was a specific way website yeah, and it was almost secretive fitness, you know like yeah. yeah like i was a simply shredded.com was mine to go to and anyways i remember reading articles on this certain bodybuilder and he was an influence of mine and i really i tried his workouts i did everything and then i, I met this day that i met him in person and i ran into him out in the streets of hollywood we both ended up going to this similar event and i had a long talk with him and i let him know my goals I, like i called him by first name because I've, I've read articles and i studied him my whole life and he was super friendly he sat down with me he talked we stood up i guess i should say but we talked for about 
about 30 minutes and I was telling him about my goals and about how I've been struggling to get to my fitness goals as well as all my other goals, right? And he goes, well, what's your training look like? And I told him I'm training for 90 minutes, two hours, and he didn't even let me finish. He stopped me. He goes, if you can't get it done in 45 minutes or less, you're not doing it right. And he goes, honestly, it should look more like 30 minutes, right? He goes, if you're pushing it to 45 minutes, it's because you're kind of like me and you're probably addicted to the feeling of fitness. Like you love the pump. You want to stay moving because you love the endorphins. But in reality, if you can't get it done in a couple sets, you are not pushing with the same amount of intensity. Mm. And when it came from a role model of mine that I read upon and watched videos on, and then I heard it from his mouth on a one-on-one conversation that I need to increase my intensity and shorten the time and I have to make sure that I'm doing it right. Too many people try to go in more time, more time. Like if you want to increase intensity, where's your mind state at? What about your intention? Are you just showing up to the gym? Are you dragging ass? Are you like, seriously, you waking up in the morning, oh my God, I got to go to the gym another day. I have to do my three or four times a week. I have to, like, is it a curse, the fact that you're able to get healthy, you're able to exercise? Because, you know, I got friends in wheelchairs that would be grateful to walk, that would be grateful just to get up and to move around. And it's like, I see too often that people have the intent and they want to get healthy, but they're coming in with bad intentions. What's your intention? If you have the right intention, today I am grateful to be alive. Today I'm grateful to be able to move. I might have a little bit of aches. I might have a little bit of pain. I might have a whole lot of struggle, but I don't care. I'm going to get this work done. Like, if you got that attitude, guys, every workout is going to be a great workout. You know, they say the only bad workout you have is the one that you didn't do. And then another way to increase your intensity is to make sure that you're actually focused on your form. Like, what's your form like? Are you actually, are you just coming in? Are you just trying to move quick? Are you just trying to get the heart rate up, right? Because you got to remember, there's different fitness levels, but the truth is, is that if your form is wrong in any fitness level, you're not going to maximize your results. If, you know, and honestly, every single one of you listening would like to get the fastest amount of results with the least amount of work. That's just how it goes down. That's human nature. It's natural. It's something that we have to fight all the time. But if you actually want that to happen, you can make it happen. You just got to be willing to put in all of the work in a shorter amount of time, yeah. right? And with that proper form, making sure you're moving. We should be well. operating from that mindset of minimum effective dose, MED. I love it because when we are thinking like that, we actually act differently. You know, if we put a timer on a phone and said, okay, 30 minutes, what am I going to do? Suddenly you start scrambling, you start moving faster, you start working out harder. You're like, I better make this workout count. But then if you're like, you know, hey, I'm going to hang out for an hour, hour and a half. I'm going to check my phone between sets. I'm going to take my time. Where should I go next? You active, you act different. Your behavior is different. So that timer, that urgency, is better for two reasons. You're gonna bring more intensity, but also you just get more time back in your day. I'm sure you don't want to live in a gym. You're not addicted to fitness like us here. You know, on this side of the of the podcast, you probably don't love going to the gym and living there for an hour, hour and a half. But you might have this stigma where society has said if you go to the gym you must be there an hour that is something you can shatter we get results for our clients all day long with 30 minutes workouts we've had people lose 20 50 100 up to 282 pounds using 30 minute sessions so again break that break it's just like roger banister he ran the mile in four minutes first person to do it and then after him 12 more people did it within a year because they showed that it's possible that's what we're doing 30 minute sessions we're erasing that whole you got to go to the gym for an hour but the big thing that is nice to give back to people is their time in their day. That's 30 more minutes with your kids. That's 30 more minutes working on your career. That's 30 more minutes to go de-stress. Go do something that makes you, that fills you up. You know, read, whatever. But do something with that time. Like, take it as a gift. Don't look at it as like, I'm getting gypped. I need to spend another 30 minutes. I need to do more. 
No, if you put the right amount of time in, the right amount of intensity, you get that time back, and you can do whatever, whatever you please. You know, and I love where you're at, and I mean, it's not really a fitness phrase, but it really applies into fitness. You know, you don't ever want to strive to be busy, guys. Like, in this society, it, it, it never stops. It never stops. You know what? I recently moved into an apartment that's by the freeway, and I can see the freeway. And no matter what time of day it is, whether I'm waking up at 4 a.m. to come into the gym or whether I'm, like I said, that it's, maybe it's my day off and I'm up at odd times of the day, whatever, the freeway never stops. Life never stops. Like being busy is something that is easy. And everyone seems to pride themselves on, on I was doing things all day long. I was productive. No, you weren't. Being productive means getting more done in less time. And it's really just about you making sure you can do that in fitness, but also in the other aspects of your life. Yes. Because you know what? Like, let me ask you this question. Do you want more stress in your life? Yes, I'm asking you. Answer it. Do you want more stress in your life? The answer is no. And I've never heard yes. And if you're saying yes, you're a smart ass. Honestly, it's just as simple <laughs> yeah, as that. Yeah. Like, I said yes and, in my head. Because <laughs> he's a smart ass. Here we go. <laughs> Anyways, look, back to the topic on hand. No one wants more stress in their life. No one does. Not a human being actually would want it unless they're self-destructive and they're trying to harm themselves. And the thing is, is that fitness exercise is outside of your comfort zone. That's why it's a struggle. to. That's why you need the intention. That's why you have to focus on the form and focus on everything because it's actually outside your comfort zone. But guess what? That is going to make you better. That is going to make you grow. But you don't want to overstress your body. You want to stress out your body just enough so it can adapt and overcome. If your body's not adapting, if you're not able to recharge, that's how you know you're doing too much. And it's personal for everyone. But my best bit of advice to you is to maximize your HIIT training. Make sure you're showing up with intensity and start small. Like I remember my first HIIT workout, people used to laugh at me. It was a five-minute towel workout. Yes, a towel, like a towel that you wipe, you know, dry yourself off with in the, in the shower. They said grab a little hand towel, right, and pull it apart. Like if you pull it apart to the point to where it's going to rip and now do some bicep curls or now do a shoulder press but keep the tension on, you have to squeeze every muscle in your body. And if you guys remember the line Dustin said, the best way to, in his opinion, the best, in our opinion, the best way to do HIIT training is full body, like, and, and adding some strength training into it. You're adding strength by creating the resistance. And I, and I was in the weight room in high school and I used to do rows and shoulder presses and curls and pop squats and all these different kinds of movements with a towel and people used to make fun of me but three four months down the line when I was tapping into more body fat and they're like how are you going to burn body fat in five minutes how are you going to get abs in five minutes and it's because I worked with a certain amount of intensity that it burned way more body fat than all these other people who were lollygagging just barely giving a minimum effort but giving it more time yeah I think it's a it's a focus shift um we 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 coach and we preach like moving with a purpose and, and, you know, going and moving with the intention and just a little bit about myself. When I went to this uh, Christian life school, like they had a gym, but it was mostly biblical based, you know, but they had a weight room there, but you could only sign on a couple days a week and you only had so much time. And cause if you overused it, they thought maybe you were using it for the wrong reasons, you know? Mm -hmm. So what really happened to me is like when I got to go to the weight pile and you sign on, you run down there, I knew I only had this much time and my workouts were amazing because I was just like there was pressure there to get it done yes. and I might not be able but I got so I got actually really good results from it because there was a focus there was a drive there was a tension I was moving with purpose and it was only for a short amount of time sometimes now I go to the gym and I can stay there as long as I want sometimes and do that and just my workouts they're not the same you know yep. what I mean I don't get that result I almost feel more tired afterwards you gotta act with urgency and that you know I also want to set the record straight that, you know, there's that phrase I've seen it on social media and I love it where your body's not 
on Amazon Prime. It won't be shipped in two days. And I find that hilarious because sometimes we have warped expectations. We think we can get things faster. So although we're saying this workout will save you time, that does not mean you're going to get your body that you want overnight. You got to still do these day in and day out, you know, three, four times a week was the recommendation. So question comes up. All right, well, let's say I just enjoy movement. I enjoy how it makes me feel, but it's a day I'm off from HIIT training. What are some recommendations to do on a non-HIIT training day that are still movement-based? Like, what do you guys prescribe your clients? I like to go outside. Yeah. If there's any hiking they can do, walking, just active recovery, something Bingo. they don't they don't want to I've, so many people burn out because they're just like, I have to, you know, but no, enjoy life. We, we work out, we do hit training. We, we want a healthier, stronger body so we can do other things and enjoy them. So we can go on a hike with our, our family, our friends, or we can go on walks or we can ride a bike, you know, without pain. Uh, that's the most important thing. I remember I was talking with coach Sal. He took a trip to Zion. He said, I train so I can say yes to this trip. So I can, you know, I had a client once that said, I hired you because I want to climb the pyramids of Egypt and I'll be damned if I fly out there and I'm out of breath and I can't do it. They're like, they train for this trip. So it's like, how many things in life do we say no to because of our body? Like, oh, do you want to come over to this pool party? Oh, shoot. That means you got to see my body. Nope. I'm not going to that. Or, hey, you want to go do this? And it's like, oh, I'll need an extra big seat. Or, hey, you know, do you want to go shopping? It's like, no, I don't like what I can fit into. How many times are you saying no because of the state of your body? And just by saying yes, because you're focusing on the right things, you can enjoy, like you said, those active recovery days, maybe some mobility, maybe some yoga, but most importantly, working on your relationships, hanging out with people, mm-hmm. doing things you enjoy, but your physical capability allows you to not say no. If they invite you to go to a hike, if they invite you to go ride a bike or something, like you can do it, and that's why you train. You train for life. You know That's why I say at BBC, we don't train for a sport, we train for life. We're not helping you get better at basketball, we're not gonna help you increase your vertical leap, but you're gonna enjoy life a whole lot better when you train with us. Um, All right. Well, with that, guys, we'll send you off. We hope that you got some good things here about HIIT training so you can get to your results a lot faster and understand it better. And uh, we'll see you guys on the next episode. Peace.